Welcome to Health Rants. Join us and learn how not to let healthcare rip you off or kill you. Together, we will explore the secrets of healthcare and give you insight on how to make a better and informed decision about your health and your healthcare. I'm Dr. Bob Braille. I'm a chiropractor for over 40 years, and I've seen it and heard it all. So welcome to our podcast, Health Rants. Today on Health Rant, we're going to ask a very important question. <laughs> that question is why and not what. Typically in healthcare, the question that most people want to ask when they go to their doctor is, what is it, doctor? What is it? To me, that's not very important. What is important is why is it? Listen to these two clips from an old movie called Airplane. You'd better tell the captain we've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Excuse me, sir. There's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. That's not important right now. Well, in those two movie clips, obviously the question, what, was not important. What was important, or what should have been asked, is why do they need to go to a hospital? And why do you need me in the cockpit of the plane? I want to relate to you a little story. A couple of years ago, I had a patient come in, and they said to me the following. They said, Dr. Bob, I've been suffering many, many years with terrible nerve pain, and I have spent thousands of dollars and been to all kinds of doctors and specialists, and I even went to the Mayo Clinic, and no one could help me with my nerve pain. And then they said to me, but fortunately, about a month ago, I found a doctor who was able to tell me what I had. Now, for me, it set off a bunch of alarms because they still had the problem. So I reluctantly asked the woman, um, what did your doctor say? Well, he told me that I had neuralgia. Now, that may seem like a good answer, except the word neuralgia is nothing more than Latin for nerve pain which is what the woman was suffering with. So all the doctor did was tell her that she had nerve pain in Latin, which in all honesty represented a very expensive Latin lesson. But even aside, even if there was some long diagnosis given, what new information would that have given the woman? Does giving a name to the woman's nerve pain actually tell her why it's there? I mean, the question of what is it gives it a name. The question of why is it I have nerve pain, to me, is a much more important question. Let me give you another example of something that is extremely common that I have heard dozens of times in my office. Patient comes in and they say to me, I've got pain down my leg, doctor. I think it's sciatica. And uh, a little anatomy lesson first to get there is that Everyone has sciatic nerves. They are two big nerves running down the leg without getting too anatomical about it. And if that nerve is experiencing pain, if you're feeling pain in that nerve, by definition, adding the A to it, meaning sciatica, means there's pain in the nerve. And yet I've had plenty of people come in and say, oh, doctor, my, my, my doctor told me I have sciatica meaning he told you you had pain down the leg, knowing that you knew you had pain down the leg. And in most cases, there is actually nothing wrong with the sciatic nerve. The nerve itself is not diseased. It's not something's happening to it. You're feeling pain in it 
almost always from another cause somewhere else. Now, from my standpoint as a chiropractor, most of the time there is something else going on higher, some pressure or irritation on nerves at the spinal level. But that being said, giving someone the diagnosis of a sciatica and, oh, yeah, I've got sciatica, as if you own something, all that means is that you've been told you have pain in a nerve down the leg that you kind of knew you had ahead of time. So giving it that name doesn't add anything to the equation. The question that should have been asked in this scenario, or anyone who has pain down the leg or thinks they have sciatica, is not what is it, it's why is it. Why is that nerve experiencing pain? Why am I feeling pain down that leg in that sciatic nerve? What is the underlying cause of it? Why is it there? That's a much more important question. And naming it is not an issue either. I mean, oh, the reason you have that is, and another name. The question is why, even if you go to the example of the sciatic nerve having pain, and then someone tells you, well, what it is, is that you've got uh, a disc bulging. The question should still be then, why is that disc bulging? Why do I have the fundamental underlying problem that I have? It's a question in healthcare that we just don't ask enough. And I believe that if we asked that question more, we would do a lot more towards correcting problems from their cause instead of treating from their effect. Let me see if I can give you some of the more common examples here. Uh, let, let's start with like high blood pressure, okay, hypertension. You know, someone goes in and they say they have, uh, you know, feeling this way, that way, or maybe nothing, they get a checkup, and their doctor says, well, you have hypertension, which is basically high blood pressure. At that point, then, they're given a medication. Uh, rarely are they asked why they have the hypertension. You know, they can blame, oh, it's your weight, it's your diet, it's, it's you know, a few environmental things. But they really don't ask why is the body producing a higher blood pressure than what would be considered an average. And I, I don't use the term normal because your normal might be different than somebody else's normal. I mean, there's two scenarios here. One is that the blood pressure is raised because it's wrong to raise the blood pressure from a standpoint as a pathological situation and the blood pressure has gone up. The other situation could be that the blood pressure has gone up in response to something your body needs to have a higher blood pressure. But in either case, the question of why is not asked. It's what is it? Oh, it's hypertension. Here's a drug to treat it. The same thing is true when someone develops diabetes. They, they rarely ask, why did that happen? Uh, you know, they could say it was a diet thing or, you know, but they rarely ask why. They just say, okay, now we need to treat it with a drug. Uh, probably more common recently is asthma. Someone says, you know, I'm an asthmatic. I have asthma. So instead of asking, why is it that your lungs can't handle the air that everybody else's, you know, on somebody who develops asthma, they say, okay, now you're an asthmatic and you need this medication. Now, the interesting part about something like that, especially in, in asthma and someone saying they're an asthmatic, is they take on the persona of I am something. I am an asthmatic. Um, as opposed to I have a condition where my lungs aren't handling the air properly. And the question should be why, especially in someone who develops this problem, 
why are your lungs not handling something they could handle most of your life? And taking a drug or an inhaler or something to treat the asthma never addresses that issue. It never says, okay, take this and then you'll be fixed and your body will be able to handle the air again. No, it's let's treat that situation and even give you a name, uh, an asthmatic, that means it's permanent and we have to treat it forever. Uh, never asking why, only asking what is it. Uh, diabetes is probably one of the biggest on that. I'm a diabetic, it says. I, you know, someone says they have diabetes, I'm a diabetic. Meaning that they have taken on the idea that this is never going to change in them. That, okay, I have to do this. Now, it, uh, and the idea is we're taking something on. We're becoming something. Uh, as opposed to we have some malfunction in our body. Why is that happening? And just asking the question, what? means let's treat it forever. Probably the silliest one that I, I see in my office and I've seen quite a lot is when someone comes into me and they say, doctor, I have ringing in the ears. I've had ringing in the ears for a while. And I went to my medical doctor and he diagnosed me as tinnitus. Now, the first silly thing about that is that the word tinnitus is actually Latin for ringing. So, you know, you've got ringing in the ears, you go to the doctor, he tells you you've got ringing in the ears. Uh, but it doesn't ask the question of why did the ears start ringing? Why is that problem there now and it wasn't there before? And we sometimes look to something fateful like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do about it. There's always something you can do. Um, allergies is, is similar in that scenario. Someone, you know, develops an allergy for something. Their, their whole life they didn't have allergies. And then they all of a sudden develop an allergy for something and you know, okay, now we have to take over-the-counter drugs. There's hundreds of them on television on a regular basis. But now we have to take something to treat an allergy as if for some reason that person's body started malfunctioning and not being able to inhale something that, first of all, everybody else can breathe. You know, I have people say, oh, I have regular seasonal allergies, which I could never understand because what is it? I can breathe the air, you can't? Or everybody else can breathe the air and you can't. Or a bunch of people can't breathe the air during that time of the year and a bunch of people can. And they could before. It, it's always an interesting concept to me of the idea of developing something and then thinking it's inevitable uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. There always is. Now, the common thread with all of those situations, there is a common thread to all of them. And the common thread is, is that there's usually a medication, some form of a drug that you can be prescribed to treat that situation forever. <laughs> and uh, that brings to question the idea of, okay, wait a minute now, we're not trying to cure it, we're trying to treat it forever. Think about high blood pressure. Are they trying to cure it with all those drugs or are they just trying to treat it forever? Same thing with diabetes, asthma, the allergies. They're trying to treat the problem forever. Now, who benefits from that? Uh, the drug companies, certainly, because they have someone who's locked into their product for the rest of their life. I mean, we're not even talking about trying to find out why, because why would mean we're looking to figure out what the cure is, what the problem is in the first place. Why does the person have the problem? 
remove the why and their body should function properly. You know, our body is made to heal itself. It rebuilds itself on a regular basis. Cell by cell, our cells replace themselves. So the idea of not being able to heal is, is actually not correct. Your body knows how to heal. There is no disease known to man, and none of the ones I've listed, that someone hasn't healed from. Now, in some cases, in the most severe diseases, there are still cases of people healing from those. Uh, we've heard the term spontaneous remission or a miracle. We don't know what happened. They healed. Well, the fact of the matter is the body has capability to heal. And if we were to ask the question why, what is it that's interfering with that body's ability to heal itself, we'd be a whole lot closer to finding out the health problem and how to deal with it. Now, from a chiropractic standpoint, we've been working with this for years. We always ask the question why. That's basically the, the basis behind chiropractic. But for most people in healthcare, they don't ask that question. They look at it and say, what is it? And then let's treat it. Possibly one of the most dangerous of the what is it scenarios is when it comes to the psychological disorders, uh, such as ADHD, defiance disorders, anxiety, depression. Uh, and, and we may have shows in the future specifically on those topics and bring in some experts on that. But in many cases, you know, years ago, <laughs> people had the same anxieties and depressions and things as we do now. They learned to work around them. They turned towards their faith. They turned towards, you know, exercise. They turned towards dietary changes. They turned towards their families. Uh, today, we don't even ask why is that an issue. We just go right into what is it, give it a name, and then we have a medication. I, I am astounded at the percentage and number of patients that I have coming in now compared to a decade or so ago who are on some sort of an anxiety or depression medication. Uh, I have anxiety, I'm depressed. Everybody is at one point or another. And the concept of calling them all clinical that require a medication, I mean, certainly there are extreme cases that require it. But I think everyone can agree, and certainly the experts that are out there are agreeing that we are way overdoing this. You know, people are expecting to get a medication because they're just not happy in life at that moment, as opposed to looking to why and then working on the why part of it, as opposed to treating the what it is with the medication because that makes me feel better. Now, this situation of asking what and not why is a little bit unique to healthcare. Uh, think for a minute about uh, the tragedy of a plane crash. I mean, you know, we see them every so often uh, in the news, and it's an unfortunate and a tragic situation. But when there's a plane crash, the first question on the on the evening news is, uh, you know, what happened? Well, the plane crashed, this went on, what? But immediately the question turns to why did the plane crash? You know, uh, there was a malfunction. Uh, it was shot down. Uh, you know, what took place is asking the question of why did that plane crash? And they spend months and investigations and get the black box and they reassemble the plane from parts all to ask the question, why did this happen? Because if they figure out why, they can try to prevent it in the future. They can see if it can be something that can be avoided in future airlines. Uh, you know, we've had airliners that were, were grounded at this point, a whole series of them with the uh, 737s. And the question comes up, 
we are asking why outside of healthcare, but we're not asking questions of why inside of healthcare, even though the effects are much more tragic in the total to, in the totals of body count, in the totals of death and suffering around the world and in our country alone. I mean, it, this is a general problem in healthcare: is that we stopped asking why, and we only ask what is it. In 2018, the United States alone spent 3.6 trillion dollars on healthcare. That's 11,172 dollars per person, every man, woman, and child, and that represented a 4.6 percent growth in the spending of health care, which is higher than the rate of inflation. You know, as the share of the U.S. Uh, gross domestic product, it is 17.7% of all of our expenditures in the United States on everything is on health care. Now, we'll have talks about this in the future, but as you well know, the United States does not rank first in health care. In fact, we are way down the list on a whole bunch of statistics. So we spend a ton of money and we get a very poor result. I think a big part of that is because we don't ask the questions of why. You know, all of the discussion that we have in healthcare, and I know politically for the last decade or more, there have been discussions about healthcare and Obamacare and before that uh, Clinton care and all the other types of healthcare changes that they've been trying to put in or do, and some of them are in Medicare for All is a common discussion now. None of these discussions seem to get into dealing with health. They get into how to pay for a system that is not functioning properly. I mean, we have a system that doesn't work right, and that's borne out by the bad statistics of healthcare in the United States, not from the provider standpoint, but from our overall health standpoint. And we spend more for it than everybody else. We also take more drugs than everybody else. We have more chronic illness than everybody else. So we have a lot of issues in healthcare. We spend a lot more money than everybody else. And I believe it's because we don't ask the question, why? We spend a lot of time on what's wrong, treat it with what. We don't ask, why is it there? And if we remove the why, the body has the ability to heal itself. There's an inherent truth in that that the body has the ability to heal itself. You cut your finger, it bleeds, then the bleeding stops, and then it starts to heal. That is normal. Every, almost every part of your body has that ability to heal itself. We need to start asking the question when there are sicknesses, diseases, conditions, things going on, why is that happening? Why is my body not functioning the way it should normally function? Now, we can, you know, there are lots of whys in there because you can talk about why about what's going into your body as far as food goes, the air you breathe. In chiropractic, it has to do with why is the nervous system functioning properly because that's our portal of entry. But there's a lot of things we could be asking about why. And let's compare ourselves with other nations because there are other nations that don't have as many of certain sicknesses as we have here in the United States. What are they doing differently? What is going on in their society? How are their people taking care of themselves that's different than what we do here in the United States? That's part of the why question. Not what is it, why is it? And I think if we started to deal with that on an overall health basis, we would be a healthier nation. 
If I can give advice to anybody that's listening here today, I would strongly suggest if you have something going on in your body, ask the question, why is it there? And don't just settle for something you don't have control over. Like, oh, it's the air I breathe. Oh, it's my work schedule. Oh, you have control over things. And it may not be that one thing you think you don't have control over. Because if anything is true, is life is an accumulation. Sickness and disease, as well as health, are accumulations. They're usually not the product of one event. They're the product of everything accumulated. And in most cases, you have control over many of those things. So when you have a health issue, you're facing a health challenge, ask, why is my body not functioning properly, resulting in me having that? If you do that and address the why, you will be a healthier person because your body has the ability to deal with sickness and disease. Your body has that innate potential to function properly. If it's not, ask why. You have been listening to Health Rants. My name is Dr. Bob Brail, and I've been your host. Subscribe to this podcast and join us for future rants on a large variety of subjects related to health and health care. Thank you for listening to Health Rants. Health Rants is sponsored by Braille Chiropractic. Find out more and listen to previous episodes on our website, www.braillechiropractic.com. That's B-R-A-I-L-E chiropractic.com. The opinions on this podcast are meant to encourage discussion on healthcare issues and are not meant as specific medical or healthcare advice. You should only seek health advice from your healthcare professionals. This has been Health Rants.